The following is audio from The Refuge Church. Every sermon is an invitation to understand, obey, and enjoy God. More information about The Refuge Church is available at therefugechurch.us. So, the first question I wrote this morning is, are you feeling overwhelmed? And as soon as I wrote it, it made me, it reminded me of a lot of years ago on the radio where uh, it was a self-help advertisement that said, are you sick and tired of feeling sick and tired? Any of you remember that? Yeah. And uh, I mean, I think everybody would say, yeah, I'm sick and tired of feeling sick and tired. And, and the answer was, I don't have any idea what the answer was, but I'm sure it was really great. Um, I think probably most of us, even this week, have felt overwhelmed by life. Um, If you're a mom, that's probably a daily experience. Uh, But for all of us, um, we're going through things, whether it's just challenges at work or challenges at home, with friends, with finances. You thought that your tax return was going to answer all your financial problems and you came to realize that you weren't getting as much as you thought you were going to get and now you're overwhelmed by how you're going to make ends meet. Maybe it's uh, your health. Maybe it's an addiction that you continue to struggle with. Um, life can be overwhelming, can't it? To where we, we come to the point to where regularly it can be to where we're just like, I don't know if I can handle this. And we feel trapped. We feel unable to do anything about it. The psalm we're going to look at today is just, it's a wonderful psalm for this because this is exactly, as the people are walking to Jerusalem and they're singing, they're remembering the overwhelming life situations and how God has been there for us, for them. And really just gives us some simple, this isn't deep theology, but it's just some really good, simple reminders uh, on how we can get through the overwhelmingness of life. So, Psalm 124, it says, If the Lord had not been on our side, let Israel say, (laughs) and when I do that, I almost think it's kind of like you hear a preacher say, and let all God's people say, (laughs) if the Lord had not been on our side, When people attacked us, they would have swallowed us alive. When their anger flared against us, the flood would have engulfed us. The torrent would have swept over us. The raging waters would have swept us away. Praise be to the Lord who has not let us be torn by their teeth. We have escaped like a bird from the fowler's snare. The snare has been broken and we have escaped. It's like the, the climax to the song. Our hope, our help is in the name of the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. So the, the big question as we look at the psalm is, what do we do when life is overwhelming? What do you do? when you are overwhelmed by life and maybe that's where you are right now, what are you doing? 
What do you do when life is overwhelming? And I think what we simply see in this psalm that we're going to look at this morning is remember where our help comes from and give thanks. It's pretty simple. Just remember where our help comes from and give thanks. So as we come to the setting of this psalm, I mean, the, the pictures, the imagery is, is very graphic. I mean, the, the first five verses, the imagery is of kind of memories of, that we've seen of tsunami tidal waves or, or flooding where the, the waters just rush in and they take over and they just overwhelm and they flood and there's nothing that can stand in their path. And that's how the people of Israel are, are feeling here. They're just, it's like, notice, I mean, the flood would have engulfed us. The torrent would have swept over us. The raging waters would have swept us away. It's this vivid picture of this tsunami tidal wave. And then verses 6 and 7 are this picture of a steel trap. I don't know if, um, when I grew up in Manchester, Washington, which was very much the country back then. Now it's beautiful houses looking over to Seattle. Back then it was all woods. You know, I mean, obviously it was just a couple of years ago. The, uh, and uh, I had friends that did trapping and those traps, they're vicious things. Steel traps that are used to trap animals, you get your foot caught in those and, and they're not coming out. Uh, and so, again, there's that, it says, we have escaped like a bird from the fowler's snare, but the snare has been broken and we have escaped. Um, as we relate that personally, um, I think, again, imagine the tsunamis or the traps that you have experienced or maybe that you're experiencing right now. Several years ago, we went to California to be to visit Cindy's brother and uh, Daniel and his brother Jonathan went um, surfing in the ocean. Um, if you've experienced the ocean, it's powerful, isn't it? I mean, you just, when, when the waves want you to go somewhere, you're not resisting the waves. <laughs> and as Daniel and, and Jonathan were uh, surfing, one of the waves caught him and just smashed him into the sand uh, leading to an emergency room trip to uh, stitch up his face where it just the power of the waves um, and and that's what what we see as we come to this psalm and it's asking that question what do we do when that's our life situation if that's what you're going through right now if that's kind of the cards you have been dealt. What do you do when life is overwhelming and you feel trapped or you feel out of control that there's nothing you can do? Um, three things that are beautiful, just simple. But the first one is remember how God has delivered you in the past. Remember how God has delivered you in the past. Um, a lot of times when we're in the midst of the tsunamis of life, the overwhelmingness of life. We're just so consumed with it, we forget and we think, there's nothing I can do. It's overwhelming, it's hopeless. But this is beautiful. It's like, remember how God has been good and faithful in the past. I love, if we can go back to verse one, please. I love how it's repeated. If the Lord 
had not been on our side, let all God's people say, if the Lord had not been on our side, it would have been hopeless. It would have been, the tsunami would have just overwhelmed us and ravaged us and swept over us um, if the Lord had not been on our side. I was imagining what the message translation of the Bible might have said here. I think it would have said something like, if the Lord had not been on our side, it would have been like a, up a creek without a paddle. That's a good modern translation, isn't it? Or it would have been like, we're toast. <laughs> we're history. If the Lord had not been on our side, what would we have done? But the point is, when we're going through whatever we're going through, the tsunamis of life, and don't know if we'll make it through, remember God's past faithfulness. That's so important. Remember how God has been faithful. Great is his faithfulness. God has been so good and so faithful to us, providing for us, protecting us, delivering us, giving us perspective and peace in the midst of the tsunamis of life. I, just as a personal testimony, and, I, and, and I'm sure every one of us could share this testimony, that when we're going through the overwhelmingness, I don't even know if that's a word, but the overwhelmingness of life, and we remember God's goodness, and we remember God's past faithfulness, it's good, right? It totally changes our perspective. The question is, how has God delivered you in the past? Man, this, this is a good question for us to just ponder. Whether you're going through a tsunami right now or whether you're going to face one when you get home this afternoon or Tuesday afternoon this week, we're going to face them, right? That's life. But to remember how God has been faithful to you in the past and remember that. The second thing we see in verses 6 and 7 is where it says, praise be to the Lord who has not let us been, be torn by their teeth. We've escaped like a bird from the fowler's snare. The snare has been broken and we have escaped. The second thing is not, it's not just remembering how God has been faithful, but, but recognizing his faithfulness to give thanks for his faithfulness. Praise be to the Lord. Um, acknowledging that our deliverance has happened through him. Isn't that easy not to do that? Um, in Deuteronomy 6, 10 to 12, God warned Israel about this. And they didn't heed his warning, but this was the warning. When the Lord, your God, brings you into the land, he swore to your fathers. This is as they were in the wilderness about ready to enter the promised land. When, he, when God brings you into that land, to Abraham, to Isaac, and Jacob, to give you a land with large flourishing cities you did not build, houses filled with all kinds of good things you did not provide, wells you did not dig, vineyards and olive groves you did not plant. I mean, God's bringing them into this land. It's, and then when you eat and are satisfied, be careful that you do not forget the Lord who brought you out of Egypt, out of the land of slavery, out of that fowler's snare, out of that trap. Be careful that you don't forget. How easy is it for us to forget? 
And so the point is, give thanks. Acknowledge God's goodness. Acknowledge his faithfulness. Brag on it. Proclaim his goodness and faithfulness. And it's not just, it's not that God is clamoring for our praise. <laughs> he deserves our praise. But, but thanks and praise, it kind of completes for us the remembering too, doesn't it? As we praise him, as we give thanks to him, it, it will strengthen, encourage, and remind and, and complete for us the, uh, the ability to persevere in the midst of the overwhelmingness of life. Question, do we, do you experience God's deliverance and find it easy not to acknowledge him, just to kind of move on? Um, give thanks for his deliverance. And then the last one, verse 8, it's kind of like the climax to the song, the psalm. Our help is in the name of the Lord, the maker of heaven and on earth. Not only remember how God has been faithful in the past, but remember who your deliverer is. Just to give you some perspective here, if, if uh, we're meeting together in a group and somebody says, man, I need a recipe. And somebody says, Dave, you're not going to find much help there. Your help isn't in the name of Dave if you're looking for a recipe. Or if we're talking and somebody says, man, I, gotta, I don't know what I have. Maybe it's a carburetor problem or a tire problem or spark plug. <laughs> and somebody says, have you talked to Dave? Now, I, I do know the difference between a tire and a spark plug, in case you were wondering. But the answer isn't, your help isn't in, in my name. <laughs> Our help is in the name of the Lord. It's such a, notice it's the maker of heaven and on earth. <laughs> Our help is in the name of the Lord, the maker of heaven and on earth. What happens when we're going through the tsunamis of life? I mean, almost every time the easiest thing for happen is we get consumed with the tsunami, right? <laughs> how big it is, how overwhelming it is, how, how impossible it is. Our help is in the name of the Lord, the maker of heaven and on earth. You know, the point is, the issue isn't how big the tsunami is, but it's how big our God is. Our help is in the name of the Lord. He's the maker of heaven and earth. I think he can handle your tsunami and mine. Just some great psalms. We're just going to kind of go through them really quick. Psalm 910. Those who know your name trust in you. Meaning God's name referring to who he is. His person, his attributes, his characteristics. Those who know who you are, God, will trust in you. For you, Lord, have never forsaken those who seek you. Isn't that good? Psalm 20, verse 7. <clears throat> some trust in chariots and some in horses, but we trust in the name of the Lord our God, meaning we trust in who our God is. And aren't we people who so easily trust in chariots and horses? Well, maybe not that today, but, but other things, right? <laughs> Psalm 29.2, ascribe to the Lord the 
glory do his name. The word glory, it's a, it's a wonderful, it's a glorious word. It, the, the, the root word of glory is weight, weighty. And the glory of the king depended on the weight of his crown. And the heavier his crown, the more glory because he could afford more gold, more precious stones. Ascribe to the Lord the glory, the weightiness do his name because he is God, the maker of heaven and earth. Worship the Lord in the splendor of his holiness. Psalm 48.10 Like your name, O God, your praise reaches to the ends of the earth. Your right hand is filled with righteousness. Psalm 52.9 For what you have done, I will always praise you in the presence of your faithful people. I will hope in your name, for your name is good. That's a guarantee. God's name is good. Psalm 54.1, save me, O God, by your name. Vindicate me by your might. That's Hebrew parallelism. God's name, God's might, referring to his name. Psalm 72.17, may his name endure forever. May it continue as long as the sun, God's name is eternal. Then all nations will be blessed through him and they will call him blessed. Psalm eighty-three, eighteen. Let them know that you whose name is the Lord, that you alone are the most high over all the earth. Psalm 102, 15. The nations will fear the name of the Lord all the kings of the earth will revere your glory. And one more, Psalm 135, 3, praise the Lord for the Lord is good. Sing praise to his name for it is pleasant. God's name, our help is in the name of the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. Um, how big is your problem? I guarantee you it's not as big as our God. Um, that's why one of the Ten Commandments is you shall not take the name of the Lord your God in vain. And often we, we think, and the way it's interpreted often is that that just means don't cuss, right? Um, but literally what it means, don't take the name of the Lord your God in vain. In vain means don't treat God's name as meaningless or empty or as any other name. So to treat the name of the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth, as just any other name disrespects and dishonors God because the name of the Lord, he is the maker of heaven and earth. So don't treat God's name, don't treat God as just anybody else. Uh, the point again, it's not how big your problem is, but how big our God is. Question, how big is your God? And often in the midst of the tsunamis of life, our God becomes pretty small, doesn't he? We totally lose sight of God, the maker of heaven and earth. And we just get overwhelmed with the tsunami, but how can we handle life when it's overwhelming? We've got to remember not just God's past faithfulness. We've got to remember that. Think back and remember God has been faithful in the past. 
why am I so panicked right now when God has always been faithful and he's the same yesterday, today, and forever? And, and to be a people who give thanks to him and praise him and are constantly bragging about him. And, and as we do that, reminding ourselves of his goodness and his faithfulness and remembering that he is the maker of heaven and on earth, remembering who he is and that nothing we're going through is too great for him. Romans 8, 31 and 32. I love these verses. What then shall we say in response to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? He who did not spare his own son, but gave him up for us all, how will he not also along with him graciously give us all things? <laughs> I mean, think about that. If God, the maker of heaven on earth, humbled himself, came to earth, took upon himself humanity to go to the cross and pay for our sins on the cross, why in the world would he leave us hanging in the midst of the tsunamis of life? There's nothing that he wouldn't be available for us in his goodness and his faithfulness to come alongside us in the midst of our tsunamis of life. Feeling overwhelmed? I tell you, I, uh, I fairly often feel overwhelmed by life. <laughs> um, the, the last several weeks, I mean, I can, I can think of how overwhelmed I felt at times because of multiple locations that were opening as the coffee oasis and, and the finances and the fundraising and care of employees and inspections and everything that has to happen. It can be overwhelming. What do we do? Number one, we've got to remember, God has always been faithful. He's, he's, up until this point, God has always been faithful. Is he going to let me down this time? And then be a person that gives thanks, that praises him for his past faithfulness. And then by faith, we praise him for his provision this time also. Remembering who our God is. He is the maker of heaven and on earth. And nothing, none of our tsunamis is impossible for him. Let's pray. Father, Thank you so much that you are our God and you are the Lord. You are the maker of heaven and on earth and you are our savior, our friend, our deliverer. You are God. God, help us in the midst of the challenges that we face constantly and the the overwhelming ones that seem to just want to ravage us like a tsunami. God, help us to be people that just open our eyes and remember and give thanks. You are our God. Thank you. Amen.